Hello, DRM family. Thank you for checking out today's episode. We have a special guest. We have the one, the only, Judah Bryant, my brother, my friend. I'm so excited for the word that he has for you today. Buckle up and get ready. Judah, take it away. Thank you, Eddie. I'm so happy to be here uh, tonight just hanging out. And uh, you give me the opportunity to be, I believe you said the first, uh, one of the first that is, on your podcast. And I take this really serious. And so, guys, uh, some of you already know me, some of you don't. Even the ones who know me might not have heard some of my testimony. Uh, what I'm going to be going over today outside of my testimony will be really just my heart for the prophetic. Um, this is kind of where I've been sitting for a while. I've been sitting in Jeremiah, uh, just wondering about it and really meditating on it with the Lord, trying to get his heart because I take this uh, subject very serious, um, not just for myself, but for the whole church. Because it's, I mean, it's very important. We know, I believe it's Hebrews chapter one. I might be off on that, but it says, Many times, in many ways, uh, he spoke through the prophets, but now he has spoken through his son. So he declared Christ all throughout the Old Testament through prophets. So it's very important that we understand this subject. Um, And I won't really be teaching on the office of the prophet, but really the prophetic. Because nowadays in the church, we have a very large group of people who are, they're prophetic and they call themselves prophets, but they might not fully be in the office of a prophet. I might get into that a little bit. But anyways, a little bit about me. I've been saved since I'm currently 29. I've been saved since I was about 13, 14, 15. I can't remember the exact time that I got saved. I remember how it happened. <laughs> um, I remember, just to give a short thing, I, I dealt with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, fear. I mean, you name it. I dealt with it, it seemed like. I know I was under some severe demonic oppression. I know I was possessed, for sure, at one time. <sighs> but to make a long story short, we moved back to my hometown and began to see my dad changed by God. I mean, this rough, gruff, tough man coming home weeping and crying every day because of the love of God and sharing, you know, saying, I love you, son. I love you, son. And so after a while, because he said, you know, I won't preach to you or anything like that. He just wanted to let his life, you know, live his life, share the testimony of Jesus. And he, one day he invited me to a youth group and he said, you'll know some of them, you know, they're. There are people you grew up with, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So I went, and I really did enjoy it. And I started going regularly, and one day I went, we went to this thing called One Thing. Uh, It was 24 hours of prayer and fasting, and I did neither of those um, because I didn't want to. Like, I I still wasn't even saved. But I was standing there in, um, in the row that I was in, and I heard this voice inside of me. And mind you, I've been going to church for a little bit, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, oh, that's God's voice. But I heard a voice inside um, say, if you step into your chair and walk forward, I'll change your life. And I said, no, (laughs) because I was scared. Like I said, guys, I dealt with severe anxiety and panic attacks. And I always thought people were looking at me because I am a larger guy. Even as a kid, I'm I'm 6'9". I've been 6'9 since I was 13. So I've always been large. But another thing that happened, so I heard the voice again. So if you step out of your chair and walk forward, I will change your life. And I still resisted and said no within my heart. But I started to feel 
this want to, to step out of my chair and go forward. And I heard the voice one last time say, if you step out of your chair and walk forward, I will change your life. And so I, I just got past all the fear and everything I mustered and I stepped out and I just began to walk forward. And this is during worship. There's no altar call. There's nothing going on. Um, nothing for that to happen for them to call people forward. But I begin to walk forward and I make it to pretty much the divide way, like past all the rows where you can walk out. And we're in a big conference place. And I just fall to my face and this golden light goes over me. And I just began to weep and cry and cry. And just, it was like this snotty tear, you know, <laughs> where you're, you're getting it all out. And I remember this lady came up and she began to speak over me things. And I'm going to be honest, I can't even remember. Uh, I wish I was more aware at that time, but I was kind of caught up in this golden light and just this deep weeping for all that I've been through, whatever it was. He was setting me free. As he said, that voice said, if you step into your chair and walk forward, I will change your life. And I can tell you my life was changed from that day. And yet it was still the same because I still dealt with things, but I had to grow in wisdom and knowledge. But those things that I dealt with, it's like they went on the outside and they were trying to come back in. It's like they were seeking permission. So instead of being one possessed by the enemy, I was translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son's love. So I, I take this very serious because, you know, as I just said, no one brought me into the kingdom. He called me himself. And I didn't know it was fully him at the time, but I know now that it was him and I experienced his deep love for me and he truly did set me free. And one good thing that I had um, <laughs> at this church was my youth pastor. Her name was Rhonda and she was strong in the prophetic and she would just get all of us kids together and just get one in the middle and just say, Hey, whatever you hear, whatever you see, just say it. And we're just going to, and if it's wrong and if it's out there, if it's left field, I'll let you know. Because she had a heart for us to grow in the prophetic. And now, I mean, I share that same heart. But over the months, we had people who would, um, you know, some people would just get one word. But there was me and a few others who would begin to get whole sentences. We would then, now what I know to be called, we get words of wisdom for people, words of knowledge for people. Um, and begin to share really in-depth things. And so I, I I caught on fire with that because I was like, I'm I know I'm hearing the Lord because I was telling things uh, telling people about things they've never told anyone. I was sharing things with them that they have never shared, that they were too scared to share. And so I got I was trying my best everywhere I went <laughs> to to give a word. And I was praying, and man, there was there was a bunch of, and I'm be honest, a bunch of trial and error occurred over the now 10 plus years that I've been saved, where I would just pray in tongues for hours a day. Uh, because at that time, you know, since I dealt with all that anxiety, I had dropped out of school. And granted, I was free from that moment, but I didn't fully know it. And so I was letting those familiar things still control me. So I wasn't in school. I wasn't really doing anything. But I was spending time with the Lord. I would have worship music on. I would just be loving on Him. And I'd be reading as much of the Word as I could. Because I, I didn't want to just grow in this gift. Even though I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was really blessing people. I wanted to grow to know the one who changed my life that day. Who brought me out of that place of depression. But in all honesty, who gave me 
a new best friend, you know, <laughs> he's been my best friend forever. Um, uh, one little encounter and I want to start getting to the word, but this is one of my favorite encounters when I was younger in the Lord, my dog who I had through a lot of my depressive years, he ran away. And usually if he ran away, he'd come back after a day or two. Well, three, four days start going and I'm in my bedroom and I am just yelling at the Lord. Mind you, I'm newly saved. I don't know all these things. And I'm angry because one of my best friends, my dog, he's gone. And so I I began to just yell. And I, I told the Lord, I said, when I go to my front door, when I step to that door and open that door, my dog will be there. And I did it. And I walked to that front door and I opened it. And my dog was standing right there. And this was in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I fell to my knees and I grabbed my dog and I began to wail. He is real. He is real. You are real. Because as you can see by me saying that, I clearly still had some areas to grow in my life, but that's just still the goodness of God. And whether you want to call that a miracle, a word of knowledge, whatever you want to call that, it's an amazing thing. Because one moment my dog's not there, the next my dog was there. Who knows? He could have been in someone's trash and then all of a sudden been at the front door like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> Uh, but there's something important I want to start getting into, and I'll transition to, and I realize with the time I have, I'm not getting into all these verses, all this scripture <laughs> that I've put here. But my heart in these next 20 minutes or so is to really get us to a place where we understand the simplicity of the prophetic, where one, the simplicity of it, but then the severity of it, how we need to take it serious. You know, I, like I said, I've been in Jeremiah, so I do have a few verses from there as well. And we all know Jeremiah 29, uh, ver, tw chapter 20, verse 9, um, where he begins to explain, and I'm going to get that verse pulled up. Just give me a moment. We all know it's quoted as, it's like a fire that shot up in my bones, but I want to get the specific verse up just to share the heart of it. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. And so, one thing with that, you know, a lot of times we just hear that part quoted, it's just like a fire that shot up in my bones. But in all honesty, it comes from a place, if you're one who walks in the prophetic, when you get the word of God, it doesn't just, it's just not a good word. Like, okay, it's, it can be if we hold it back like a fire that shoots up in our bones and we can't hold it back. And there's been times in my life where, and even to this day, I, I will hold a word back um, because I'm really wanting to make sure that it's the Lord. And really, it's one of my confirmations. It's almost like an echo that's inside of me where it keeps echoing over and over. And I know. Uh, that it's him. And sometimes I hold it too long and people call me out and call me up and uh, they just point me out and say, you have a word and thank the Lord for his mercy. Cause that's mercy. <laughs> him helping me out um, when I'm too timid to speak his word, but it really just comes from a heart of wanting to wanting to speak his word and wanting to um, honor because the prophecy is not just some new cool hipster trend. It's we're speaking 
the word of God, right? <laughs> I'm thankful, you know, I don't see it in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, you got a word wrong, they stoned you and you died. And praise God, they don't do that in the New Testament that I can see, but praise the Lord for that. So the next verse I want to go into is Jeremiah 23, I think I said verse 29. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Version. It says, Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of the most stubborn resistance? And once again, that was the Amplified translation. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is not to be taken lightly. In chapter 23 that I was reading, Jeremiah was calling out false prophets who were calling and just saying all these things. Like uh, he goes on to say to you, false prophets that are saying to bad people, no harm will come to you or to those who um, are living of their own way, that nothing will come, no harm will come of that. And so he's constantly calling out these goodwill prophets that are the only good things that can be said. I can encourage you to know, and some people falter too hard on this side to where they're judgment prophets. They're just judging everybody, <laughs> which we do see. Um, but And then there's some who only want to prophesy good things. And at the end of the day, there's a healthy balance of that. you know. And in that, there's almost, I mean, we can see even in Revelation, where John, through, through giving the revelation, the prophetic word that he's receiving from the Lord, he's speaking to these churches and saying, if you don't change these things, I will take away your candle. I will snuff that candle out. That's a serious word, and that's New Testament. And so I, I want us to get to a place where we have balance, where if someone is walking in the prophetic or even in the office of a prophet, where they're not afraid to give those words that may be harsh because we care. You know what they go on? It's another verse in Jeremiah 23. And I kind of red light, green light these things. Some bad things you shouldn't do in the prophetic. Some good things you should do. And here's another one. Let's see. This is verse 22 in Jeremiah 23. But if they had stood in my counsel... Then they would have caused my people to hear my words. Then they would have turned them, my people, from their evil way and from the evil of their doing. So a prophetic person is one who sees these things and, and is supposed to get people to the word of God to turn them from their evil ways. And that's not just telling them, you know, God just loves you so much as saying, no, the way you're going is not the right way. Turn. Turn to the Lord, and then you begin to counsel them with the Word of God. And I have something wonderful, and this is going to be in 1 Corinthians 14.5 and Numbers 11.29. And you can look them up where Paul goes on to say, I wish that you would all speak in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. Because to prophesy is to, for the edification of the church. And then in Numbers 11.29, I'm actually going to pull this one up specifically. Moses says, but, uh, but Moses said to him, are you envious or jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets uh, that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And so 
there's two big people within the one in the Old Testament and then one in the New Testament who are saying, I wish everyone would prophesy. Why is that important? Well, it's important because we need to hear the voice of the Lord. Because that's what you're doing when you're prophesying. We're not prophesying the words of an angel. <laughs> Far be it that we do that. Let's not do that at all. <laughs> but the, the words of God. Because if you're prophesying, I mean you're declaring what he's saying, that means you're hearing him. They wish that we would all hear and be attentive to the voice of God. Because you know how, how much easier it is to manage someone <laughs> when you're guiding them? If the one you're guiding them to, they also hear, and they're also attentive to, they're also doing these things. There's something I tell people sometimes that, because there's people who are like, oh, give me a word, give me a word. And I tell them it doesn't work like that. I don't churn these things up. I don't go try to pray in tongues for hours or try to get a word for somebody. The Lord says, hey, I want to tell them something. Okay. And one thing I've learned is that I get words for people sometimes, not all the time, hear me on this, sometimes when they're struggling themselves to hear the Lord. One, they've heard him and they're ignoring that word because it's not what they want to hear right now. They're struggling to make sense of him because of all these different things. It's almost like tending to the parable, the, the soil. You know, sometimes these prophetic words tend to different soils that are in front of them, right? And so sometimes I'm just there and I give them a word that goes, okay, that was him or okay, you know, that I kind of help them understand all these different things that are coming at them, not so they can keep coming to me for words because that's exhausting. I don't want to do that. I like to sleep, um, but so that they can go to him and hear him because that, that would excite them. I'm hearing the Lord. Are you kidding me? It's that easy. I love teaching people is how the simplicity of hearing his voice. And now one good thing about this is in Jeremiah 31 verse 33 through 34, then it's echoed by the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 8 through 12, um, that you will need no longer for anyone to teach you, for it is the Lord who will teach you. He'll write, they say that he'll write his word on their hearts. They will be there, his people, and he will be their God, right? And so what the Lord wants is not anymore <laughs> a prophet-led uh, led people. The prophet has come. This, and he's not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Jesus is just a prophet. No, no way whatsoever. He is fully God, fully man, fully the Son of God. But what I'm saying is he is, it says many times in many ways he's spoken with the prophets, but now he has spoken through his son. And we're going to get to why that is important. Everything points back to Jesus, especially in the Old Testament, they pointed to Jesus. And now we point to him. We point back to him to show him in the word, but we point to him as our coming savior as well, who has brought that salvation, the down payment of the Holy Spirit. Now, another thing that the prophetic is, is 1 Corinthians 14.3. If you prophesy, you should prophesy to strengthen, edify, and encourage. And one thing with that, what you'll see a lot of prophetic people do, and not just the office of the prophetic, you'll see a lot of prophetic teachers. Because people in the prophetic they aren't just there to give words. They're actually there to help expound and explain the word 
simply. Because once again, Jesus said, you search the scriptures as if in them you find eternal life, but they speak of me, and yet you won't come to me. And so a prophet is one who, when they're reading the word, they're seeing the declaration of Jesus, and they're explaining and expounding on that and showing that to people. And now one important thing, and I want to get into a little bit more of my heart here uh, to finish us out. One important thing here is Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 28. And I'm going to get this one pulled up as well. So it says here, the prophet who has a dream, let him tell his dream. But he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat for nourishment, says the Lord. And then he goes on to the verse I mentioned earlier, is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks into pieces the rock of the most stubborn resistance. So one thing a prophetic person needs to watch out for is attempting to always spiritualize their dreams. Now, can there be dreams where the Lord has spoken through uh, speaking to you and through you? Yes, but we can clearly see here to stay with his word. And one thing I want to encourage you guys with, because I know people listening to this, you probably want to grow in the prophetic. You know, when I first started <laughs> prophesying over people, and I'm, it's funny, my youth pastor, she, she was an itinerant minister as well, and she would drag me around, and people would get in lines, and we'd prophesy over them. And to be quite honest, majority of my words near in the beginning was, God loves you. People even joked with me about that. Yeah, Judah's the prophet that says, God loves you, God loves you. But... That was the revelation on my heart for those people from what I've seen in the word. And I truly felt that deep, compassionate love for them. And it grew over time. But I want to encourage you, if you're growing and you want to become someone who prophesies over people, like I said earlier, what is what is prophesying? Prophesying, you're speaking the words of God. So if you simply take your time in intimate fellowship with him and grow in trust and relationship with him, he's going to share things with you because he trusts you. He can trust you with the heart of the one he's sharing something about. Many people, they don't get words because they want to be seen. They want to be known. They're, they're so-and-so who gives prophetic words and something, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's not the right way to be. The right way is be like Mary at his feet, hearing his words, and then going and declaring what you hear to those that he sent you. So if you want to grow in the prophetic, increase your intimacy. Increase your time with the Lord to where you're sitting at his feet and he's getting out all these things that would stumble you. Because one thing that'll happen, let's say he goes ahead and he gives you those prophetic words. And you don't have any character. You have no relationship, no firm roots. And you go out and prophesy and you think you're somebody. And then you've lost the true reason that you're even walking with the Lord. And I want to show you something else beautiful. Revelation 19.10. And it says, the spirit, uh, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Or the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. See, here's the beautiful thing, guys. 
Prophecy always points back to the Lord. You're not prophetic just because you're telling somebody they're going to go here in a year or even just sharing things of their heart. A true prophetic person is one who's declaring Jesus, where you're declaring the things about him. We can see that in the Old Testament, where, where they're declaring the things of Jesus, testi- testifying about the one to come. Then we can even see Jesus expounding on those prophets to the two as they walked, sharing everything that in regards to him. And so if you want to grow in the prophetic, grow in the relationship and the knowledge of the one that prophecy is all about, and you won't be able to help but prophesy. There's times, and my wife can tell you, I don't want to minister to people. I'm tired. But then someone comes around and that need, I can feel it. It's, they draw on it. And the compassion of the Lord comes on me. And I want to bring them back to a place where they're focused on Him. Where they're focused on Him and Him alone. If I am any prophetic person, if I do hold any office, which I don't even say, I don't even like to go by any title of that nature. I'm letting the Lord grow me in that. But what I'm saying is if I am anyone who prophesies, let me speak about Him. If I am anyone with a word, let it be about Him. Let me declare the true freeing word of Christ Jesus. We can all prophesy. But ultimately, let the prophetic lead us back to the one that we want to know. And know him because in Timothy 1.18, Paul tells Timothy, wage war by those prophetic words that were spoken over you. So if you want to grow in this, take it seriously and take it to the Lord. Because if you give a word to somebody and they go to wage war and it ends up just being your emotions, they're waging a war with no weapons. (laughs) They're swinging at the air. So please, 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 brothers and sisters, take it serious and start at the beginning place. And you'll realize it's the place you never leave. It's at his side, seated in Christ, at the right hand of God, seated in the heavenly places. When you're seated in the kingdom of God, it's going to be easy to get words about the kingdom of God. (laughs) You're hearing all the deepest things that are happening. And there might be times, like we saw even in the New Testament, where they prophesied a famine that was coming, but it was so that they can prepare. Or when the prophet told Paul what was going to happen to him, you might get those. And that might be what's written down about you. But I really hope that after all this time, when you stand before people, they can say, as they said of Peter and John, we know these are unlearned and untrained men, but we know one thing, that they've been with Jesus. So if you want to be prophetic, be with him. Spend time with him. That's all I got, guys. I love you. Goodbye. Wow, wow, wow. What an incredible message by my brother Judah Bryan. I love it. He went straight to it. And then at the end, he was like, that's all I got. Peace out. So, <laughs> that's that's just like Judah. And um, he says what the Lord tells him to say. 
and when he's done he's done and so i really hope this message encouraged you it, it built your faith up and it encouraged you to step out in the prophetic um to to just uh tell people uh, what god wants them to know and so i encourage you to step out this week um if you want to grow in the prophetic if not send this message to somebody that that i can encourage and bless them thank you again for checking out today's episode Please rate this podcast if you can. Share it with friends. I love you so much. Have a great rest of your day.